Hired by a mysterious party, three individuals make their way towards the snowy wilds of Athfar to meet their contact. Their job, unknown. But the promise of pay and adventure is high. Thrust together by fate or chance, join us as our story takes our three adventurers on an epic journey across the continent. Alrighty, so good evening everyone. Um, Apologies that we're not going out live tonight. Last night, I guess, when this goes up, but uh, we're still trying to get content out, so that is what we shall be doing. In case uh, you missed it, Armadale kind of we got a live one. had a bit of a scare. We got a live one. We shat the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're all doing the right thing and, and staying home, and um, at the moment it seems like there's no other positive cases, so fingers crossed it continues that way. I would like to be able to leave the house. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So last week, after returning from halfway to the Wind Gates, our characters went on their own separate little adventures where Gordy and Leonet discovered a journal of Sir Orem's in Draconic and found a secret passageway that led down into the depths of the Windgate Tower while Kodak took Riker for a walk to stretch his wings and explore the temple on the grounds further. Each of you were then accosted by assassins. Uh, Gordy and Leonet successfully subdued theirs, while Kodak had a very quick one-and-done fight and dragged his unconscious body around looking for other people. They finally met up at a crypt deep below the Windgate Tower, where Sir Orem caught them, and after a brief, somewhat emotional conversation regarding what the uh, contents of the crypt were, Sir Orem asked them to wait in the interrogation chamber while he took a moment to collect himself. So that is where we'll pick up with the three of you standing in the Fungin once more, uh, this time with a different person staring at you from the confines of the wooden chair. What are you all doing? Um, so, Kodak is just kind of making sure that the guy that he's dragged around the castle isn't actually dead. Like He is awake and staring at you. Sorry about that. Um, how's your head? <laughs> he looks at you and blinks. It's been better. It's a tooth out. <laughs> oh, he's, that, he's definitely got like a cracked tooth and a broken looking nose. And that was from after the fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually. <laughs> Kodak just dragging him around. Yeah, so, um, what what are you doing here? Of well, all things, like... in case you didn't guess, I'm an assassin. So, I suppose I'm here to uh, assassinate, as it were. I hadn't actually guessed that, funnily enough. Didn't really go according to plan. A- assassinate me? I point at Orem just over him? Oh, no, we're not that stupid. Even little Gordy! How, how could you? Gordy is just a child. Look at her. 
Yeah, isn't that a dwarf? Also a child. No, no, no. She just has a growth issue. <laughs> She's got a beard. It's borrowed. <laughs> it's borrowed. <laughs> I got it from my father. <laughs> looks at a Leonette. <laughs> looks at Gordy. <laughs> I got my mother's height. <laughs> That's right. I just imagine we're all like actually making these jokes in character and laughing. This poor guy's sitting there like, okay, (laughs) they're all crazy. (laughs) Can can I ask who sent you? You can ask. I don't know if I'll necessarily tell you. Even if I say please. Manners. For someone who just um, looks down at his chest and stomach area. Huh. I, pat- I patched you up, and to be fair, you're speaking of manners when you attacked someone from behind. I would also like to point out that your two associates, I assume, attacked me and my daughter, so I'm not exactly in a mood to play nice today. You ever had a job? Yeah, I hate those. Yes. Well, you see, here's yes. the thing. I have a job. I tried to do my job. I failed to do my job. So I don't really... But the question is, why did you choose to do your job? Because I'm getting paid to. Why does anybody do a job? For the love of it. In all fairness, Kodak, that is literally why we're doing our job right now. <laughs> I just wanted something to do. <laughs> you guys are getting paid? <laughs> ah, yes. Yes, we are. You're getting an allowance, um, Gordy. Orem, he, he was found on your land. What do you want to do with trespassers? Orem sighs, looking at this assassin from the corner of the room and you notice his eyes are just a little bit like red rimmed a bit and he just shrugs they attacked you whatever you wish to do is with them is fine by me i could not care less kodak i leave this well i leave this decision up to you gordy and i already took care of the other two (laughs) she makes me so proud um so kodak kind of just weighing up his options for a second um, just not quite sure on what to do. So, um, so excited to be able to use dice back in my room. Um, so Kodak just kind of looks at him, looks real deep in his eye, and I go and place a hand on his head. And I just say random stuff in Druidic. Like, I'm, he just thinks I'm speaking gibberish. Okay, um, roll an intimidation check for me. Okay, will do. Intimidation. Oh, perfect. No modifier. This is going to be a straight roll. And that is a 15. Alright, let me, let me see what this guy's charisma is. Uh, oh, wait. Inside is uh, wisdom, isn't it? Yeah, that is correct. Well, he has uh, no bonus to wisdom, but he did roll an 18. That's fair. So he stares back at you and just smiles. I'm not particularly scared by your bizarre string of words, bear man. That's very fair, because that wasn't any just random string of words. That was a trace, and if you come near us again... This time you won't wake up in a chair, because I will put you down myself. Okay, uh, roll deception for me. 
deception. So that was a third. Oh no, sorry, fourteen. There we go. Was it really? Would you like to find out? Oh, I'll take my bet. You you saw what happened when you surprised me. Imagine if I had intent. True, but consider. Next time, I might not miss. There won't be a next time, because you've learnt your lesson now. I'm going to make sure of it. Leo, Hi. you're very fond of fire. What, what would your church do to someone that would attack someone out of the blue? Ostracize them? Make, make them mm, an example? Depends how... Well, it depends how repentant they were. Normally, we would just burn them up. Did you hear that? They just burn people. We're giving you a choice. What would you like us to do with you? And I just kind of look at him with, like, a crooked smile. He just sort of looks back at you and looks between the three of you and just laughs. <laughs> like, legitimately mirthful laughing. And he says, You don't get it, do you? You think that I'm scared of dying or that you think I'm scared of burning? We welcome it. No one's scared. I'm not looking to make you a martyr. I'm also not looking to become one. Would you like to become a roast? That's good. So we both have a single train of thought. The only ex... The only ex... I never thought that the uh, rumours about your people were true, but I guess they must be then. Fear not, Kodak. People have been saying that sort of rubbish about my people for years and years and years. It bounces off like... I was about to say Teflon, but that doesn't exist in this world. You should hear the rumours that they have about my sister, the ones that she lets live. Um, yes. Remind me, who is she again? Then you just see Kodeko, like, has a moment. <laughs> Ursula Ironback, leader to Clan Ironback, and de facto ruler of the Ironback Woods. Oh, I guess you haven't seen your sister in quite some time. That is correct. Why, have you heard rumours? Well, you might be surprised. Shall I say, our version of the flame has spread further. Kodak, just just give me the word and I'll flambe him. And you are meddling in business that, simply put, well, it's not yours to meddle in. I am but a simple bear boy. I was not meant to meddle in anything. But here we are. My death just makes our leader no, stronger. I, 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 I... He becomes a martyr if he dies. I have a better option. Torture? I cannot condone torture. I can. I raised you better than that, Gordy. I'm... No. How how injured is he? Um, we could castrate him. He's probably got one or two hit points. Cool. Um, so you just see me swat him at the mention of my sister. Just basically... Doosh, First sign of aggression from Kodak, not in a bear. Uh, okay, roll a unarmed attack. <laughs> Honestly, just roll damage, because he can't go anywhere. That is fair. Um, what's unarmed damage again? It's just your strength mod, I thought mod, it was 1d4 it? plus your strength mod, but that might only be if you're proficient. Yeah, that's fair. That's okay. Three hit points. <laughs> okay, you knock him unconscious and you see like a little trickle of blood come from his now very busted nose. If you accidentally kill him, I can bring him back from the dead. I cast Cure Wounds Okay. and kind of wake him up. I just, I, the spell that I picked when I leveled up was Revivify. Oh, you have Revivify? 
and I'm looking forward to an excuse to using it. That won't be necessary. Nice. I can stabilize him with my healer's kit. And after he kind of wakes up again, after he wakes up again, I'm like, you don't get how this works. This happens over and over again. We bring you back. Okay. You will be leaving us alone from now on. If I even, and I just tap my nose, if I even get a whiff of you around me, my friends, or this estate, that is it. There, there is no death. There is no making threats or becoming a martyr. You will vanish. There won't be a body, so you won't become a martyr. Because we will keep the rumors happening of what happens to people that come after us. I'm but one of many, son. Orom, how much room do you have? I'm assuming you have a brig or a dungeon here. Well, I, I don't really, but... um. Or a cavern. We do have another option. What's that, then? I'm sure Auntie Wickler would have use for his spare parts. Kodak just kind of like... Orem sort of smiles at that, and you can see just a little bit of a laugh, which is the first sort of emoting that you've seen from him recently that isn't extremely subtle. Yes, I suppose she would enjoy having another friend to play with. Exactly how long can someone stay alive after they've been dismembered? With auntie, probably forever. Oh, it depends what body parts you take. Or if I'm healing them. I would argue a long time. At least seven years, seven months, and seven days. Oddly specific number there. Oh, it... Yeah, don't you know it? I would raise my hands if I could, but I can't. So let me just say, you have my word that I will not come after you again. But that's all I'm asking. We do not see you, and I will know if you're back. I have a very good sense of smell. That's true. And I'm giving you my word. Of course. As is essentially an heir to the Iron Backwoods. I, I'm telling you now, with every fibre in my body, you come near me and my friends. There will not be a body for you to be remembered by, nor mention of your name. You will be gone. That is it. Disappeared like dust in the wind. That is it. That is all you get. At that, he kind of opens one of his hands um, on the the arm of the chair and just goes... What he's trying to say right, is, then. he will find it. you, and he will kill you. I will turn him into red mist on the wall. He doesn't have much, but what he does have is a very particular set of skills. Skills that make him a nightmare for men like you. And one of them is a sense of smell. <laughs> oh. I already killed a man with a pencil. Wait, wrong movie. To be fair, I think Kodak with the right motivation could kill someone with a pencil. <laughs> um, we're going to leave you here to think about what we've said. I'll be back tonight. And we'll work out if you've actually made your decision or not. All right, then. All right. But uh, before you go, I suggest you pay a visit to your sister. Because she might have some uh, very interesting beliefs to talk with you about. Oh, believe me. We'll be having our chat soon enough. And I turn to go leave. <laughs> All right. What's everyone else doing? Watching this like a ping pong match. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Yeah. Excitement. 
It's the uh, the the cat from the shark gif. <laughs> yes, just like holding a dagger just in case. The backup intimidation. What's uh what's Leonette doing at the moment? I'm sort of just tuned out at this point because you know they've come to their arrangement. I'm just um thinking about, uh, thinking about um, mm, uh, thinking about the shrine that we came across of the church before the church founder yeah. before. Um, roll a religion check for me. No. Um. <laughs> I refuse. You can't make me. <laughs> uh, You're not my real dad. 18. Is that with your bonus? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so with an 18, well, but- you know that some places do have similar shrines on a smaller scale. Sure. And you have... I don't. Do you think Leonette would have been to the capital city, like to the main church? Probably not. Okay. So, like, you would know that there exists a main church which claims to have her body interred. But looking at the one that you've seen below, it seems less. Less worshipy. There's a word there that I can't remember. Less, less devout. religious and more. It's not personal. so much less, less devout. It's it does not have a religious overtone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is still very much a shrine, just not in the same way that no one's praying there. No one like there's no place for offerings or anything. Did either of Gordy or Leonette want to talk to this assassin, or are you? Be content with what you've learned through Kodak. I've got nothing to say to him, bastard. Yeah, no, I'm happy with how that went down. I would have been a bit more murdery, but, you know, we'll <laughs> let Kodak have this one. From uh, from behind you, Aurum pipes up with a... Right, well, it's been a long day for all of us. Don't kill this one, Aurum, please. I have no intention of killing him. As I said, it is up to you. I'll be back. He'll be gone within 12 hours. Very well. And what about the three of you? Will you be staying or will you be going? I have a feeling that Kodak needs to go back and see his sister. What time of day is it at the moment? Mm, mid-afternoon. We might finally be able to go and see the Ironback Forest in its, all of its glory without one of us getting stabbed to a tree. I am sincerely sorry for that loss. I appreciate that. She died as she lived, stubbornly. He he nods um, with a bit of a laugh there, and it's like, yes, I've known many people like that, but none quite like her. She was certainly very unique. Indeed she was. In the background, my heart will go on, just starts playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, if it's mid-afternoon, yes. I would be... I think I would be leaning more towards leaving and heading towards the Iron Back rather than staying another night. Okay. Let's go and find Kodak's sister. Um, out of character, we've still got that exhaustion, don't we? Yes, you have not oh, yet had your second long night's rest. Never mind, so, we probably should do that. If yeah. you want to 
uh, say in character, you're just going to have another rest and head out in the morning, then that's fine. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm a little bit uncomfortable staying another night in Sauron. I'm starting to get a little bit of a second doubt, a feeling about Sauron, but I can, I'm willing to just sleep, to stay another night and then piss off in the morning. Well, as long as where you have somewhere to sleep. Oh, absolutely. I will be more than happy to provide you with beds and provisions. Um, before you go... You have, I do have payment for the three of you. You have my word, we won't wander off this time. As I've said before, the uh, the estate is open to you. I simply was not expecting you to protrude so deep into my affairs, is all. But yes, we shall leave this interloper here for now and return to my study. I have gifts for the three of you. Um, now, I know I've spoken to Emily about this, but Ben and Billy, did you give any thought to what magic items you wanted as payment from Sir Oram? I forgot, and then I ended up taking invocations to give me what I was going to get. <laughs> so okay. go ham. <laughs> I'm a little bit, you know, still a little bit unsure as to exactly what, you know, what the limit is in regards to magic items. So I'm going to leave it in your capable hands to select something for um, Leonette. Um, okay. And I have full on forgotten what I told you, so this is going to be a lovely surprise. You wanted a necklace of fireball beads. What the f- Ah, uh, yes, because then I can use fireball <laughs> that- <Yes>. that- <laughs> without casting any terrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Excellent. So we're following the Orum up to his study then? Yes. Is there anything that you three wanted to talk about between yourselves as I quickly run through some um, <laughs> magic items? Are you concerned about your sister, Kodak? Uh, a, a little bit. She's, um... Let's just say I'm very mild-mannered compared to her. Both in beast form and normally. I haven't heard you speak about her much before. Are you close? Ah. I'd say we're... A... About a week away from each other. Um. <laughs> I see. And at uh, that, I'll just sort of nod. Do you wish to become closer? No, no, no. Eight to nine days travel would be preferable. Gotcha. <laughs> are we in for a? We are we in for a surprise? Like, does she like outsiders? Will she take to us kindly? Now, here's here's the million dollar. The, Million gold question. Will she treat you as outsiders or will she treat you as three Kodaks in a trench coat? Excuse me? Because that will be the defining feature of how we are. Kodak, you've grown. (laughs) But your legs are so short. You want us to hide in a trench coat. Why? No, 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 no. Not literally. I just mean she might have bias towards you as outsiders being that you're traveling with me. So is that good or bad? I didn't exactly leave on great. Oh, delightful. We're going to get murdered. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) She's not that merciful. And yells down the hallway as we're walking out. That's what assassins tried to do. (laughs) As we keep going. (laughs) Now, now, I used to have a very good friend that was a very, very good assassin. There's nothing wrong with assassins. I'm just not a fan of being their targets. That's valid. Also, did you like my acting? He was. It was good, wasn't it? He was 
terrifying. It was fan bloody tastic. So exciting! It was like being someone else. Yes, you have. I hope I wasn't too harsh on him. <laughs> I think you could have been a bit harsher. Truth be told. Oh no! Don't worry. There's a part two to this. Oh my god! Delightful. <laughs> I don't think he'll be a problem. I hope he won't be a problem. If he's a problem, we can always dispose if of him. If he is, I can set him on fire. Oh no no no! He's. I'm going to give him a brief rundown on. The way Auntie Wicklow operates. Just pinned against a wall, she's going to take all your internal organs one by one. It pulls up a picture of a shawl. This man's missing a lung! <laughs> you too, can <laughs> You may be eligible for compensation. Has <laughs> your patron wronged you? You may be entitled. Have you been personally victimised by a hag? <laughs> okay. So after this walk and conversation which Sir Oram was listening to but didn't seem over overly uh interested in. You arrive back at his study and the library and you notice now that the uh doorway that Gordian Leonet had gone through is now closed. And he motions for the three of you to sit. Leonet sits. Karak also sits. Now I believe that um I have some payment for the three of you, and, uh, well, I do hope that it is good enough. Is it our horses? Your horses will arrive within the morrow, and I will provide you with another cart so that you may make your way through the Ironback Forest. It's what's it, and who's that? <laughs> Midnight and Obsidian? Uh, Onyx, I believe it was. Yeah, Midnight and Onyx. That's the one. Why did we name one after a Pokemon? Polymorphs it into Snake. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Um, so, I, I believe that what you've done for me these past this past few days is worth more than simple gold. So I have a gift for each of you. Gordina, for you I have this. And he holds out a golden chain necklace with uh, seven glowing red pendants, and each of the pendants looks like a burning ember. And it's warm to the touch as, as he hands it to you. Thank you. This is a necklace of fireballs. You may, you may at any point remove one of these embers and throw it in order to cast a absolutely devastating Thank spell. You. I will treasure it always. Until I use all for Leonette, I have a ring of spell storing. Much obliged. Which I have already filled with some spells that I believe may be useful to you. And uh, Ben, I will send you a list of those spells. So I can you does it take a spell slot to cast them? Um nope. I'll I'll also send you the link to the ring of spell storing, but it reads any creature can cast a spell of first through fifth level into the ring by touching the ring as the spell is cast. While wearing this ring, you can cast any spell stored. Oh, yes, it does. You can cast any spell stored in it. The spell uses the slot level, spell save DC, spell attack bonus, and spell casting ability of the original caster. So you get Aurum What exactly is the point of it then? It's a battery. Yes, yeah, so, so basically, yeah, it's a battery for spells. Um, Aurum has given it to you already filled. Mm. So, uh, it will be using his stats. 
um, which is why I need to send stuff to you later when I've figured it out. That's perfect for um, laying it too. Yeah. My, I humbly thank you. You know me very well. This will come in very useful. Um, will it fit on my finger? Because I'm huge. Uh, so all magical items do um, adjust the wearer. So the boots that you got from um, Katya, they are altered to fit your feet as well. I was going to say, because otherwise I could have just put them on my toes, the boots. <laughs> and uh, for you, Kodak, I believe you may find these helpful. And he passes you two uh, small bags. Do, do I have any idea of what these are just by looking at them? Mm, roll an intelligence check. Oh boy, I'm bad at those. That makes sense. That was a three. They look like just sacks. <laughs> kind of just feeling the weight. They, surprisingly, they don't feel heavy. Do they feel like there's anything inside them? It kind of feels like there's something fuzzy. Kind of like, put my hand. I, I would suggest not pulling one out right now. This is a bag of tricks and a bag of beans. Now, the bag of tricks, you have a grey bag of tricks. So you can pull some creatures out to help you in in battle. Thank you. Thank you very much. And what's a bag of beans? So there are not many beans, unfortunately. I do not have a lot. So there's only seven beans, but it can be used for many things. If you dump all of them on the ground, they will explode and deal a, a, a passable amount of fire damage. Alternatively, if you remove a bean and a bean, a bean, a bean, a bean, a bean from the bag and plant it and then water it, something magical will happen a minute later. That could definitely be useful. <laughs> Thank you. And unfortunately, um, the effect is random. So is nature. Thank you very much for this gift, Aurum. You are welcome. So is R in Jesus. Yeah, that's basically... Um, for fun things, uh, you can summon a pyramid with a 60-foot square base with a sarcophagus and a mummy lord. Uh, you can create 1d4 plus 8 bright pink toads. Oh my god. That sounds like fun. Um, <laughs> All of them are hypnotoad. You can create a statue in your likeness that creates verbal threats against you. <laughs> oh my god, that's my favourite. It's oh just, it's god. complete randomness. Um, yes. Chaos. I, now, before you head off tomorrow, there is another matter. I have been researching these orbs, these spheres. We should give them a better name. And I, I really do not know what to call them other than what they are. Borley Worley. We will not. Sure. We shall call them the Borley Worleys. Listen, daughter, go and wait outside <laughs> while the adults talk. You just said Gordy out. Just looking around, I'm like, he's not even here. I believe she should stay. There is the matter of there still being... One orb left. I I think secure. we kind of worked out where it what? was. Not exactly. Katia was meant to take us there, but she did. We we kind of narrowed it down. Yes. Well, I was able to do some searching of my own through magical means, 
and I know it is located within the Iron oh, Forest. good, we will get it for you. I would appreciate that. I'd be extremely grateful. And I will say, if you do find whoever, whoever has taken my journal, please, I would appreciate it greatly if you were to return it. Wait, your journal went missing? I believe that one of the intruders may have taken it. Um, Didn't you burn the bodies, Leo? No, I didn't. They're not... Oh, wait, was that you saying that or Sororum? No. No, I, don't... I think we just left them in the I... stairwell. No, he burned Yeah, no, I did. I was going to ah. try and deceive Sororum. But that's... considering how well it worked out last time, let's maybe not do that. Unfortunately, I did not see any journal, but I will keep an eye out for it if we happen to come across it in the Ironback Forest. Sororum, what, what did your journal look like? I've... I don't know what you're on about. Do you have a description, just in case I see it anywhere? It was a leather-bound tome. You'll know that it's probably mine, and that the writing within is indraconic. Draconic? What? Indraconic. Kodak, do you speak draconic? It's quite a beautiful script. Not many people speak the language these days, so it helps to keep my private thoughts contained within it. No. No, I I do not. Okie dokie. I speak common, like (laughs) we are now. Elvish, in case I'm feeling fancy, and druidic. That's it. Nothing too fancy. It is an art that is uh, slowly becoming long lost, but for those of us interested in those sorts of things, it's a very beautiful language to learn. Is there anything else about this book? Any strange... Let, let's Ew. say, did you put anything on it so it would have a distinct smell? I might be able to track it down using my nose. I imagine it may smell like me. Kodak just suddenly smells um, gaudy, get real sweaty. <laughs> I'm Kodak just unpacks that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mess. I'll keep my eyes and my nose out for it. Hopefully it turns up soon. Very well, I appreciate that. You see Kodak kind of look over towards Gordy, not really sure what's going on, but just looking around. Thank you again for the gifts, Orem. Now, about the person left in your dungeon. Ah, yes. No. Will you be mad if I let him go? No, but I would prefer if you let him go, um, elsewhere. That's fair. Um, by any chance, do you have a horse? Maybe a sick horse you don't need anymore? Just so we don't leave him on foot. We don't really want him sneaking back here to kill whoever he was here for. Um, I don't. I find there are other ways to travel. That's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll work something out for him. May I suggest, however, uh, the bottom of the cliffs? Kodak's brain just went picturing old mate. You mean push him? Down the cliff. To <laughs> clarify, I don't mean drop him. I was going to say... He would be moving very quickly, but unfortunately after a while he wouldn't move too far at all. I can provide you with a scroll of Featherfall if you wish to kick him off. He will land quite safely at the bottom. And be a little bit uh, stuck. He might be stuck, but he will be alive and he will also be far away from us, which is my goal. That's my goal. But let's see if my acting can get any better. It will be about... uh say an hour or two for me to create the scroll, but should be fine for a late evening walk. Sounds perfect. Wait. No, we should probably let him go in the morning, because if he doesn't change his <laughs> mind... 
and he tries to kill me in my sleep. And it won't be the last. You will have to clean red mist off the walls. It wouldn't be the first time. I would rather not add to the list. Very well. I shall have dinner prepared. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lee. So Orem stands up and grabs some supplies and heads off to a private room of his own for, to have some peace and quiet for a little bit. I kind of just pull Gordy and Leo aside. I'm like, do you have the joke? Gordy, you got real sweaty back there. Very hot room. <laughs> I probably could, to be fair. My deception's pretty why, good. Why don't you? Re- why don't we just get Riker to return? To return what? I just kind of smell the air. <laughs> Please tell me you've got it. Oh, what? Otherwise, you've got something else. <laughs> um, Gordy, roll a deception check for me. And then Kodak just like. Kodak just kind of punched it in the shop. Like, I'm only kidding. You wouldn't steal from him, right? You just paid us. Off you go. That was an 18. Okay. Did you want to roll insight for me? Yeah, I'll probably fail this, but yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, oh, insight's wisdom, eh? Mm-hmm. 16. It's... You can't tell that she's lying. Um... But you do still sort of just have that scent. But it could be that there was something else going on. That, that's fair enough. Now, the real question is, which one of you guys want to help me with I do. our problem downstairs? Just like, just pulling daggers and stuff out. <laughs> we might need one, but I, I, I think we should let him live. He'll spread the fear. He'll tell his friends. <laughs> just <laughs> All publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kodak just thinks back to every single fight. <laughs> like every moment of this campaign, just... Yes, something like that. Every ambush where someone's got the drop on us and just been... <laughs> blown away. Now, we need to make a rule. We need to start leaving, from each ambush, one person alive. We will get increasingly less amounts of ambushes. <laughs> That's my theory. And you see me, like, scribbling down <laughs> on some paper, and none of it makes sense. Like, trying to do a mathematical formula. It just makes no sense. Yeah. yeah basically, it's just, it's like the numbers meme, where you see all the numbers. You're actually just writing in Druidic. But I'm just using... I'm using minor illusion to, like, produce the sigils and the glyphs. Yeah. <laughs> it's that one gif of that white woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the two of you are heading downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Lionet um, doing at the moment? It's gosh done, babe. Basically, I'm just going to be studying something, just waiting for to, just waiting to journey, to, 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 to head, head off. Okay. Um, I guess we'll start with you, then. So that Leonette can have a moment. So the other two, they head downstairs um, and it's suddenly a lot quieter now without the both of them. And as you peruse the shelves, you find some interesting history books, um, a couple of tomes on like lore and spells and things like that. And after about half an hour to an hour, you hear... The door open, and Sir Oram walks back in, and he seems surprised to see you. I had assumed that the three of you would be dealing with uh, our little friend downstairs. 
I, uh, despite what I may have told him last night, I don't really have a particular appetite for violence and threats unless absolutely necessary. Besides, Gordy seemed a lot more eager and it'll give them a chance to bond. I understand that and I respect it. It's an odd way to bond, but I suppose with uh, Gordy's profession, it is something that she's good at. Mm-hmm. And Kodak, I'm just grateful that Kodak has the chance to bond with something that's not, you know, an animal. I feel like he's probably bonded quite well with you, wouldn't you say? Aren't I, uh, some days I think so, and some days I wonder. I do understand that. It can be difficult to form attachments with people sometimes, and he reaches down and picks up just like a glass paperweight orby thing and just kind of looks at it. <laughs> Make no mistake, his intentions are good, but he did technically inadvertently prostitute himself to Auntie Wicklow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she does have that effect on people sometimes. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe 30 years ago. Um, Try closer to a few hundred. <laughs> yes, I had a suspicion that she might be a little bit... Uh, it's about the same past the use by <laughs> Well, that uh, yes, I got the feeling she was a little bit uh, older than she had, which you than she would have people believe. She's a very interesting woman who knows some very interesting things. We go back Indeed. quite a ways, her and I. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so I hear. You two must have... Oh, that would have been a bit of an occasion when you two met each other. Ah, well, I suppose birds of a feather and all that. You are mysterious, subtle, and nuanced. She is not. When you're her age and uh, closer to the natural world than I am, it's a lot easier to be overlooked as part of the scenery closer to the natural world. Well, she is Fae. Ah, I see. She is born of this world, moulded from the earth, unlike myself. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I... I see in you some of myself when I was younger, Leonette. You are trying to find your way in a world that is not necessarily built for you. Yes. I can't deny that is the ca- that I cannot deny that that is the case. May I may I ask what drew you to the eternal flame? Honestly, I'm not quite sure. At first, it was just a desire to. At first, when I when I when I left my when I left my tribe, I was just looking to learn as much about the world as I possibly could, and so much about the world so many resources so many books i found were either written by someone that had something to do with the church um or other or every source nearly every source i could find was in some way tied to them i became curious and i began investigating closer and trying to see what i could learn about the church itself fortunately they don't really allow um my kind deep too deep within their within the inner circle, but still, I began observing, I began learning as much as I could, and I began to appreciate it in a way, from an, from, from from the outside anyway. I began to 
not necessarily agree with their interpretation, but take my own. And I believe it's, well, I believe there is some truth to the um, idea of divine power through fire and through the cleansing nature of fire. But I wouldn't say that I am entirely in line with everything that the orthodox followers believe in. Do you trust the church? No. Do you trust that their intentions are good? I don't know. At times, but at times I'm forced to wonder. I think that things have changed from what Queen Adria I had intended for this. What did she, What was her original intentions? She wanted things to be fair for all people. She wanted to save her people. And as I said before, in order to save her people, she made a terrible choice that no one should ever have to make. And I believe that choice now is... We are seeing the repercussions of it. She gave her life? She gave more than her life. She gave her soul. And what is that being powered to bring these devilish beings to the surface? Not quite. Realistically, a noble intention... A noble intention your Queen Adria had, but the world is not fair. It never was fair, and I don't think it ever will be fair. No, I do agree with that, but I think that we as people must do what we can, and you are in a better position than I to enact that change. I am apart from others. As am I, I'm afraid. But you are still within you're still within your power to be a voice for those who are outside the church's sphere of influence you can change things show that there is a better way and you cannot i cannot know hmm. i am someone who is too far removed from most i am too far removed from what people think of when they think of morals and ethics. My idea of what is right and what is wrong does not align with what yours is, because on a fundamental level, we are different. I see. Can you roll a perception check for me as he uh, brings out his uh, pipe and starts to smoke? 19! Okay. Um, And what you see is it's kind of difficult to tell in this light because it is getting to late afternoon and his back is to the window overlooking his uh, desk. So his face is in shadow, but you see just a glimmer of fire in his eyes and the hint of scales on his cheeks. You knew her personally, didn't you? I did. Your queen. Were you close? I loved her. Everyone loves their queen. And at this point, yeah, I'm toying with like uh, that was a like a yeah. sardonic sort of remark. Yes, well, I knew her before she was the queen. And he just he taps his nose a little bit at you and just winks. I'll just sort of I will return like just a sly sort of grin. Uh, um, <laughs> yes, I I I have something for you that. I believe you may find enlightening. Is it a torch? No, okay. Um, oh. And he pulls out a... It's not quite a 
journal. Um, but it does appear to be a leather-bound tome of sorts. And it, it's very thin. It's very small. It's not like a big chungus journal. It's Like a dream journal. Yeah, or it looks more like a series of letters that have been bound. These are light leather-bound tome full of old letters. Are these correspondence between you and... For the most part, they are more hers than mine. Letters to you? Yes. Do you not wish to keep this for yourself? This seems very sentimental. I have a very good memory, and I believe that some of the truth has been shadowed, and I think that you are in a position to bring light to that. I will graciously accept his journal, his journal, his... um. The letters, yep. letter, letter collection, and I will just, I will just respectfully nod at him, and I promise him that I will. Oh no, I don't do that. I will tell him that I will do my absolute best to make sure that it is returned to him safely. I appreciate that. And if we find your journal, I'll see if I can get it back to you as well. Thank you. I have a feeling it may be closer than we think. He knows, doesn't he? Um, he's got a pretty good idea. <laughs> It was Kodak! Oh, no, not Kodak. Gordy! Who's <laughs> the pits get real dark. <laughs> Orum just saw Gordy get real sweaty when it was mentioned. Just... Yeah. Um, <laughs> be- before you go, Leonette, you mentioned that you left your clan. Would you wish to see them again, if you had the chance? I will po- like, I'll just ponder that for a moment. I'll just think. Now that is something I've thought to myself for a very long time, and every time I ask myself that question, I seem to come up with a different answer. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they would recognize me, and I'm not sure if I would recognize them. Not in person. There are very few eight-foot behemoths running around. But more, I don't think they would recognize who I am now, and I'm not so sure I would recognize them and. I'm not sure I would like to see the happy memories that I have of my the few people in that clan I called near and dear. I wouldn't I don't know if I'd like those memories to be spoiled, but on the other hand, maybe it would be a good idea. Well, it is up to you. Especially but especially mother. I have some intel that some Goliaths have been seen in Coltown working. What in what? what? What on earth would they be doing working down there? I do not know. I do not know if they are your people, your family. But at the very least, if it is if it is a path that you wish to follow, then the road is there for you. Even if they are not my family, that is very odd. Goliaths coming down into a populated town and working amongst the locals, that is not usual behaviour. I'm intrigued. Coltown has been the centre of many... Industrial advancements of late. Hmm. Thank you for this. Thank you for this intel, Sir Orem. It's something I... The curiosity... Whether or not I... Even though I do not... I have not been able to come up with a clear answer as to whether I want to see my people again, I think my curiosity is going to lead me to seek out these Goliaths and learn what I can. Although, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to convince the others. I think we must get to the Ironbark Forest first. Well, Cold Town is near to the Ironback Forest. I think that if if you were to tell them that it is important to you personally, 
they would be happy to accompany we could, you. We could make a slight detour. Or go after, it is up to you. Thank you, I will I will think on this. Very well. And I mean, I'm still just sort of turning over, just looking at this led, collection of letters in my hand with... Obviously, Leonet, uh, I very much I enjoy learning all I can. I strive for more and more knowledge, so I am extremely grateful to have the opportunity to learn all I can from these works. But I'm also quite in awe of the fact that correspondence between the founder of the dominant religion on this continent is so close to me. I'm very much looking forward to studying them. And the paper, it's old and worn. Like You have to be very gentle with it. Um but it does look as if the like the leather that binds all the letters has been uh, enchanted to keep them uh, to keep them safe um, from damage. So they won't you know fall apart in my hands or anything. No, but the, the ink is very faded. So but am I still able to read it? Um, yeah, you're able to read them. It's just a bit difficult. Yeah, a little bit. Like you kind of have to focus. Okay. Um, do you spend time reading them at the moment, or are you going to do something else? I'll spend a bit of time reading them now while Lee, uh, while Kodak <clears throat> and Gordy get together and chuck a dude off a cliff. Okay. Um, we'll jump to Kodak and Gordy then, and then we'll come back and I will tell you what the letters say. Beautiful! All right, Kodak and Gordy, are you two discussing anything as you make your way back down this hidden passage? Okay. So I'm going to do something. I need you to play along with this. I mean, for all we know, it could be a very bad thing. I'm going to send part of him to Auntie Wickler. Which part? Yet to be determined. Okay. Um, I... You just see me kind of... I'm, as we're walking down the stairs, I'm, like, trying to scribble out a note I can attach to Riker. Okay. Uh, it's kind of smudged and, like, really poorly done, but I think it gets the basic message across. We could take an ear. We could. We could. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll see if they want to be cooperative first before. If they want to cooperate, it might just be a piece of hair. If not, they may need more convincing. So we walk in. Is old mate still attached to the chair? Because I'm kind of just... Have you made your mind up yet? Are you going to leave us alone? Well, I had uh, offered my hand in a, in a deal, but you uh, rudely ignored that. So I think my answer is clear. I'm just going to nudge Kodak and be like, you could take his hand. I don't think we should take his hand, Gordy. Maybe just a finger then. So, now you've had time to think. Here are the conditions of our deal. Very well, I'm listening. We're going to let you go. I'm going to heal you a little bit. And we are never going to ever see one another again. I already agreed to this. If we do... Good, so you're still on that train of thought. Let me continue. If you go near anywhere that we are commonly affiliated with or are known to frequent, that will also be a breach of our term. How the bloody hell am I meant to tell where you do and don't frequent? Exactly. So the real answer is make yourself scarce. Leave the continent if you would. Um, Or just the country. Safe bet, but you can never be too sure. Either way, to the short of it, we see you again? Or any of our allies see you? I'm sending a description out of what you look like. 
your height, everything. Don't worry, I have a very good memory. I'm sending it to every one of our allies, and if they see you, they're going to let us know. And we will be tracking you down and removing you from this plane. Not killing you, but removing you from this plane. If that's what you want to do, you seem uh, a little bit fixated on just a small fry like myself. No, no, it's more so about sending a message. Kodak, you could take his tongue. No, <laughs> we can't take his tongue because then he can't tell anyone to leave us alone. You can still write, unless you want to take his hands too. We can't take his hands, Gordy. Um, let me let me li- let me give you a bit of a um bit of advice here, Sonny. If you want to scare me, maybe do a little bit more like she's doing, because uh, you seem a little bit too nice oh. for this sort of job. I I'm I I'm I'm not worried about scaring you. It's not my intention. I'm getting the message in. Gordy, can you clean my axe for a second? And I hand over my hand axe. <laughs> Riker, I'm going to need something for you. I don't think Auntie Wicklow will eat you, but I'm going to have to use you as my messenger. Are you okay with this? And I just kind of put him on the table, attached the letter that I was hastily scribbling. Now, for the fun part, are you left or right-handed? I don't have a D2. <laughs> Pick a number between one and... Okay. Evens, left. Odds, one and... right. Even. Um, right hand, because nice. I rolled a three. Okay. So, you're right-handed. Which is... Based on how our fight, you're a very big fan of swords. What about ranged weapons? I can use them. Not anymore, and I take the trigger finger on his right hand. That's being sent to a very powerful fae. If you double-cross this, she will be able to do whatever she wants with you, and there will be no way you'll be able to stop her. You sort of see the colour drain from his face as he, like, his jaw clenches with the pain, but he doesn't cry out. Good. So, we, we are making ourselves clear, right? You're, you're not going to go near us anywhere that we frequent. Deal. Fantastic, and I take the trigger finger on his left as well. Just to make sure. <clears throat> now, we're going to patch you up. You're not getting your fingers back, but you will have your life. Just to make sure it's... And I go to shake his hand as I cast your wings. Okay. If you betray us, it takes one message, and that is it. It's not just you. Anyone connected to you by blood, gone. Disappeared off the face of the map. So it's not just about you. Anyone you hold dear, gone. Noted. And I use a bit of his blood for a druidic symbol for fish. Same as the (laughs) cleansing glyph I put on the tent. You've now been marked, and that concludes our business. How do we get to throw him off the cliff? Oh, we're still going to let you go outside the grounds, but we're at least going to let you out of the chair now. Um, but you will have to wear this, and I have two strips that I just round his eyes and one as a gag. We can't have you casting spells in here. On the odd case, okay. you are a mage. Um, rightio then. And um, at that point, the door does open, and one of Sir Orem's few servants comes in with a little silver tray with a scroll on it. 
thank you very much. And I kind of get the spell, and I've just realized an even better idea. I turn around. How many... How bloody is old mate looking? Well, his fingers aren't bleeding. His finger stumps aren't bleeding anymore, but he's probably only got about a third of his health. Maybe like 10 hit points. I turn around and I use my warlock spell slot and I cast sleep using one of my um, pack spells. Just don't need to worry about him casting spells if he's unconscious, right, Gordy? Yeah, that's true. Don't know why you blindfolded and gagged him if you were going to put him to sleep, though. I honestly forgot I could do it. Auntie Wicklow's given me some strange gifts. Mm, that's okay. Can we throw him off the cliff now? Perhaps. I don't think he'll be climbing anything anytime soon. No. But first, and I get a bit of rope, and I just, in the envelopes, mm. I kind of like push the fingers in, and then do up the ends, kind of like a really bad makesif- uh, makeshift sausage and attach Oh, I was picturing like a bonbon. Yeah, me too. <laughs> just like the worst kind of Christmas bonbon. You pull it with your finger. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Hi, <laughs> Wicklow's just sitting there and fingers drop on the table. Um, yeah, so I've written a hasty little okay. note explaining everything. Threat or otherwise, I don't know if she can actually do it, but we'll find out. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to send Riker. You see me get the same bowl that I do the ritual to summon Riker. And I kind of do the thing in reverse to send him away in a green puff of fire. Just... Um, Gordy, did I did I do all right? Yeah. Intimidating, you know. Grrr. You were terrifying. And you took both his fingers. I thought we were only taking one. It was great. It was really just spur of the moment. I can't wait to tell my mum all about this. That's why I healed him. I felt bad. Um... My mum. <laughs> and, um... Okay. I'm gonna go and undo the bindings and pick him up and carry him this time as opposed to dragging him. I'll follow along behind with the axe. Gordy, would you like to hold this for me? <laughs> Hands Gordy the scroll as well. We're going to need that to make sure that <laughs> this fine chap doesn't go splat when he hits the ground. Oh, sure. Just throw the scroll <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, and we just kind of walk back out. Leo, we're off to go drop off a package. You want to come? I was just kind of walk through the castle. Nah, I'm cool. You sure? It's going to be quite the spectacle. Yeah. (laughs) So we keep walking. Your loss. I'll take your word for it. At this point, I'm just like pondering and looking and studying. Would you like to do the honours, Gordy? Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I could lift him. I'm going to go and cast Featherfall on Old Mate. I do have a question about that. Is there a range on Featherfall? Because that's going to be real awkward if he just... He falls, like, really nicely for a few meters and then just swamp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it is a reaction, which means... Uh, which you take when a creature within with when you or a creature within oh, sixty okay. feet of you falls. So you can kick him off the cliff and wait up to sixty feet before casting. Yeah, we're not going to run that risk because Kodak's a little slow sometimes. <laughs> it's about a hundred, hundred and fifty foot cliff. Okay, so if just if I'm doing my math right, 
they will survive me casting this and putting them off the side of the cliff, right? Hmm? Sorry, I missed that. Will they survive getting pushed off the cliff if I cast it at the top? Yes. Cool. So I'm going to begin the scroll. Um, I'm going to leave a little note. And I'm going to use a bit of his blood from where his finger was taken. Okay. Just to kind of seal it for him. Cool. Just put a gonna smiley s- face on it. Love Kodak. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to slip that in the band. I'm assuming he's wearing a belt or something. Yeah, like he's got pouches. I'm, I'm going to put that. Actually, what's in the pouches? Um, we're, we're taking Miss. Okay, so you've, you've t- already taken all his weapons and stuff. The stuff in the pouches is mostly like poisons and vials okay. of poison. We're, we're taking them off him considering we're about to go for a nap. Um, so we'll take those. Me swiping a spoon from breakfast. I'm going to put it where his knife would have been. So he has, as he has a spoon. That is Knifey it. spoony. <laughs> exactly. The old switcheroo. Yeah. By the time he works it out, it'll be too late for him. Um, and I cast a spell. Gordy, would you like to do the honors? I will go and just shove him off the cliff. And you just see him <laughs> off the cliff. And then at a certain point after Kodak cast a spell, it just, and he's just like very slowly, almost leisurely floating like a leaf dropping from a tree. We just like look over and just see all like these waves crashing and sharks jumping out of the water and we're like, oh. There is, there is a beach down there. It's, um. Yeah. <laughs> you see Kodak just kind of thinking about the finger and just kind of throws up a little bit. Just <laughs> 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 Looks at the blood on the axe. He's like. He's a familiar. He can be resummoned. Yeah. So dinner is getting prepared at the moment. We'll just we'll jump back to Leonette as he is sitting there reading through the journals, all well, through the letters, and it they're not dated. Mm, um, bugger. But they read as kind of not urgent, but. It's talking about how she is concerned about the way that it's going and that this incursion from hell is just, it just keeps going. There is no end to their forces because every person who is dying or being dragged to hell is essentially being turned. And so she, she, she said, went into hell. She went in. It doesn't say anything about that. Um, the last letter, the very last letter, she says that she knows what she has to do. And she is going to negotiate and she is going to make a deal. And she is going to do what she has to to keep the people safe. So these letters are basically her just detailing that things have come up from hell and they're having a difficult time fighting them off. Sort of, but they're also like more emotional. Um, you know, she she needs her friends to... She needs to rely on... So Aurum and and the people around her, and she doesn't know who she can trust. And people are like holding her up to be this hero, and she doesn't feel that she's worthy of the title. But she she eventually does say in this very last letter that she has come to a decision, and she's going to be the leader that people want her to be, and she is going to make a deal with the other side, so that her people are left. Okay alone 
And is she like, does it, you know, uncover any sort of long lost love between her and Sir Oren? Yeah, like she does, like refer to him as my dear, and like were they like in a full on relationship? It, it does okay. imply that. Yeah. God damn, Sir Oren tap that ass. <laughs> Religious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, at this point, Kodak and Gordy do return to the study, traipsing like a bit of mud behind them. <laughs> you see Kodak like trying to clean his axe. Just so, how are you, Leo? <laughs> just looks at him. And just I'm just sort of lost in just thought and just. I obviously I look up at the sound of that, but I just sort of almost look through you as if I don't even notice that you're there. You see me staring at you funnily, and you only see my two. Index fingers going up and down as I'm like walking <laughs> across the room. I'm I'm gonna find some ale and some dinner and then go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a long day for poor Kodak. He just wanted to look at some pictures, and he threw a dickhead off a cliff. <laughs> it's fine. He'll survive. No, that was Gordy. I'm innocent that time. <laughs> Gordy was my pal. hey, <laughs> painting me to be a violent criminal that I am. Yes, ale and dinner sounds like a good plan. Like some Coca-Cola and mm. dinner. Yeah, so mm. as you sit down to have your dinner and make your way to bed, we will end there a little bit earlier. Um, I have been Ben, otherwise known as Leonet Lawkeeper. I'm Emily, playing Gordy. And I'm Billy, and I play Kodak. And I'm Ash, I've been your DM. And we hope you all have a wonderful night. Chin FM, student-powered radio. <laughs>